0: The St. Louis Blues defeat Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks in a really exciting game, which included some good luck from the St. Louis Blues dads. Okay, what exactly went on with this game? Well, I'm going to tell you all coming up here on Locked On Blues. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome back to Lockdown Blues. I am your host of Lockdown Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you about all things St. Louis Blues. I have to tell you, before I begin today's episode and what I'm going to talk about, I really enjoy doing these lives. I think it's a really fun way for you and I to interact with each other as the podcast is going on. And it's just, it's a little bit of a more fun, personal experience, considering I cannot stop and redo this. So a little bit more pressure, but I have loved it and it's been a lot of fun. On today's episode of Lockdown Blues, I'm going to be talking about the Blues' fathers bringing some good luck this past weekend. Are the Blues just an average team? And looking ahead, Central Division breakdown. I do this about every single Monday. I break down the Central Division, see how the other teams are doing and where the Blues kind of line up with them. So this will be a fun-filled episode today on Locked On Blues. I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay. St. Louis. (laughs) This weekend's game against the Blackhawks was definitely much needed for the Blues. And besides being able to see Panger again, which was always Good to see and hear his voice. I do miss him truly, and I hate that he's with the Blackhawks. Um, I know that he played there, and I get it. I get it, you know, but it just kind of feels like a dig still. It was a really good hockey game between these two teams. The Chicago Blackhawks are a really interesting team because they're a team, I think, that a lot of people expected more out of this season. And to no surprise, they haven't been performing as well. And what exactly do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. The Blackhawks, they do have talent. They're missing, obviously, some players, which I will talk about. And I think that they're just in a more rebuilding stage stage than the Blues, in a sense. So I do think that the Chicago Blackhawks are going to be one of those teams that's a little bit more challenging. So um, that's how I feel about them. But I want to talk most importantly about this game and why it was so significant for the St. Louis Blues. The fathers of the players were able to travel with the team this past weekend to Chicago, and I absolutely love this. I think the content was phenomenal. Kyle Krug, Tori Krug's father, took his job as being an admin very seriously on the social media. But most importantly, I think having their fathers there, um, you saw videos of them playing soccer together, warming up and getting on the plane together. I think that there is a sense of spark that came out of these players. And what I mean by that is this, sometimes hockey, it can be a little bit isolating in a sense from these players. They're away from their hometowns. They don't really have family where they're at. I mean, you can have, you know, significant others and things like that, but I'm saying like their parents, a lot of them don't play where they grew up. So I think having their fathers and having family that, Definitely, I think, ignited them to play a really good hockey game. And I will credit the Fathers on this hockey game. I will say that them being there, I think, is the reason why the Blues were successful and were able to capitalize and win. So this was a 4-2 win against the Chicago Blackhawks. And I just need to say this. Whenever I talk about a player, good, bad, whatever – they always end up doing something phenomenal that I end up talking about on this podcast. And the one player that I really was focusing on, um, especially these past couple weeks, was Jake Neighbors. I think Jake Neighbors is so underrated. I think that he is a player that people really don't look at as often as they should because they focus on some of the other guys. But Jake Neighbors proved this weekend why he is somebody that you shouldn't be, you know, overlooking. And he scored two goals in this game. And it honestly was so nice to see neighbors being able to really just excel. And I am happy for him. So, in the first period, about three minutes in, Jake Neighbors scores his sixth goal of the season, giving the Blues a 1 0 lead over Chicago. And he was assisted by Pavel Bushnevich and Tori Krug. I know, Tori Krug. Whoa. Haley, what's going on with Tori Krug? Okay, he is on a little bit of a hot streak with his assists, which I will get into. Um, About two minutes after Neighbors' goal, Kevin Hayes gets his fourth goal of the season, and that was assisted by Jordan Cairo and Brandon Saad. And this was Saad's sixth assist of the season, and the Blues then went up and led to nothing. This is all in the first period, by the way. So Chicago's able to get a goal about 15 minutes in, and it was scored by Ryan Donato. And now the Blues' lead was cut in half. But no worries, because our boy Pavel Vujnevic was able to get a power play goal assisted by Robert Thomas, because it's always RT season, his 13th assist of the season, actually. And Tori Krug getting his eighth assist of the season, which I have to tell you, I did not expect from my boy Tori Krug to be popping off like this, but he has played much better hockey. So I am happy to see that for him. Second period, there was no goal scored, but it was a little bit of a chippy second period. And the tension was high between these two teams. In the third period, Jake Neighbors gets his seventh goal of the season, giving the Blues a 4-1 lead. And that was assisted by Pavel Buchnevich getting his eighth assist and Robert Thomas and getting his 14th assist. Unbelievable. Unfortunately, with about a minute left, Um, The Blackhawks were able to score, but the final result of the game was a 4-2 St. Louis Blues win. All we do is win, win, win. No, but they had a great game at United Center. And another thing I wanted to mention, Booch's goal in the um, first period, that was a power play goal. And the Blues have been improving on their power play, especially in the past week or so. I think it's something that they still need to figure out. It's not, you know, your power play isn't great, but it's not. Awful. They have been improving, so um, it was good to just, you know, get back out there and see that. And Binner had a really good game in that. I know the other game against the Coyotes, he ended up getting pulled. And it's one of those things where I think that you need to trust your guys. And uh, Binnington said after a game, mindset was just to do anything I can do to stop the puck. No think, and just play hard. And this is what I love about Jordan Binghamton, especially this season. As I mentioned, last season he was a little bit more, you know, emotional. I know I didn't talk to you on this podcast last season, but obviously being a Blues fan, I'm still watching all the games. He was a little bit of a hothead. He let his emotions take over him. And it's not a diss on Binner because I do think that he does play with such passion, but it is something that I noticed that this season he's really been able to control himself. And I think that's a stage of maturity. And I jokingly said um, that, you know, I think with all of his life changes and his personal life and just, you know, growing up, that this would result to him being a more mature and focused hockey player, which we were seeing in net from Biddington. So I think that he had a really good game and it was a much needed game for him because goalies can only do so much for so long and senses of playing not so good games before they kind of get a little bit too much in their heads. So another game that I didn't talk about because I wanted to talk about that win from uh, the Blackhawks, and I kind of avoided this, was the Blues' 8-3 loss to the Nashville Predators. I purposely did not talk about this game first because it was an ugly game. Um, Philip Forsberg obviously is a player that I'm not a fan of, and the Predators are not that great of a team, so I was a little surprised, but they have been playing better. Um Yeah, it was not a good game. And I did mention that rob I mean, not Robert Thomas. I mean, he did score, but Jake Neighbors has been playing better and he's been scoring. This was another game that he scored in, but it wasn't a good game. And it was hard to watch. Here's the thing. You can only do so much when you're down dramatically, okay? At one point, the Predators had a 6 month lead over the Blues, and it just got ugly. Things like that happen. The Blues, their biggest struggle, I still will say this, is the defense. Which is why it is super important for the Blues to recoup, refocus. You just had a really good win against the Blackhawks. Tomorrow night, you're playing the Minnesota Wild. And the Minnesota Wild are not doing great this season with five wins, 10 losses, and four overtime losses, accumulating 14 points. I think that, and I will talk about this more in tomorrow's um, game day preview um, video, but I do think the Blues have a good chance about defeating the Wild. But I don't like, and this is my one critique, I don't like these games going as high scoring as they are. Obviously for the Blues, I don't mind if they win, especially when they defeated the Lightning 5 nothing. Right, but then you lost to the Sharks five one. You lost to the Kings five one. You lost to the Predators eight three. That is where I get concerned because yes, losing is going to happen. It's bound to happen. That is literally something that's bound to happen in the National Hockey League. It's just the sense of how they're losing, which is concerning me. Before I move on, Cena says on the YouTube chat, Haley, thank you for all of your hard work, and I want to thank you because I love talking to you about the St. Louis Blues. This is my team. I get to talk about the blues every day. So obviously I'm happy. You know what else makes me happy? I said happy, happy, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only, available to US customers. I am so excited for this segment coming up. And what I mean by segment is this chunk of time I'm gonna focus on this one specific thing. Are the blues just an average team? I like to ask you on Twitter at Lockdown Blues different questions because sometimes I'll look at the St. Louis Blues and I'm like, okay, maybe they're a little bit below average, maybe they're just like a little bit above average. But I had an epiphany. (laughs) Big word. Whoa, epiphany. Yes, I had an epiphany. And I think that the St. Louis Blues, okay, you're going to call me crazy, are just an average team. Just average. Nothing more, nothing less. So I took it, as I said, among to Twitter at Locked on Blues, which is called right now Locked on Shen because of Shenner. But I asked you, do you think the Blues are better than average? (laughs) I like how I reply to my own um, Tweet on my personal account and said, Yeah, just average, to be honest. Um, so Brad said, They are average, but after the last season, with a few offseason roster changes, that will be a win. Their current play, despite drastically inconsistent, they have a shot at 90 points. Good point, uh, Brad. Josh says, uh, Shout out Josh, by the way, is a great listener to the podcast on Twitter. No, I think they are average. The inconsistent play is killing their potential. I agree. This is a team, and I talk about this a lot, with the Blues, that they are so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get out of them. Like, for instance, I could say the Blues are going to defeat the Wild tomorrow night, but that may not happen. It might happen. I don't know. And that's what's hard about this team is they're very unpredictable and not in a good way. (laughs) Um, Alex said, I think they're exactly average. Tim says, just average. But it's not great to be just average in the NHL. You should be tanking for picks or doing above average to get decently far in the playoffs. At least for the Blues, the drafting has been pretty good. And the drafting has been pretty good. My boy Dvorsky will be coming over soon. I know everyone's like, Haley, all you do is talk about Dvorsky. Yes, because that was the guy that I wanted for the St. Louis Blues, but I didn't think they were going to get him. And then they got him. So I was really happy about that. I also wanted Zach Benson, and he had a really great game in Buffalo. Um, and I'm like, oh, I wanted him so badly, and the Blues could have got him. But you know what? It's fine. Not really. Um, Vegas Blues fan said, no, they are average, at best, and lucky to be where they are, especially with their power play. Exactly. I think Jerry is all of us. He says, some days yes, some days no. Um, <laughs> when they, Ross says, when they play the Hawks, Yes. Um, yeah. Rex at a best goaltending is above average, but they seem to be below average on defense. Ding, ding, ding. And Jaden says the same thing, not with this defense. And Benji says, yes. Whoa, that was a lot. Blues fans everywhere have something to say about this team because it is a very confusing team. It is a very complex team. It is a team where, you know, Binner might be killing it in net, but then the defense, which isn't Binner's fault, will just not show up. I have to say, I think Tori Krug has been playing a much better game. (laughs) Better. Not great, but better, which is an improvement for Tori. I I really want this team to be successful, okay? Sometimes it's just a little bit difficult. Um, I don't know if I've ever really talked much about my boy, Scotty P, um, Scott Perunovic. And the reason why I don't think I've talked much about him is because I haven't really noticed much from him this season. He is 25 and I was going to say that's old. And then I realized that I'm only 24. So I need to not be as you know, ooh. it's a second season though. And this season, he only has two assists, I think with defense, I tend not to look at the points as much and to see how they play and what their impact is on ice. And I just haven't seen anything. And that to me is a little bit upsetting. I mean, you look at a guy, even like Justin Folk, I love Justin Folk. I, you know, huge fan of him, him and Scotty P by the way, are both from Minnesota. That's like a really random fact that I know, but he's had 10 assists this season and he's been really playing well. And i that's why I like Justin Folk a lot is because he is somebody that truly really does put his all in. But even if you look at Marco Scandella, nothing crazy either. And it's funny, like Tyler Tucker, I am, you know, I'm a big Tyler Tucker fan. And, uh, you know, he he's somebody that might need some more time, which, you know, I get. But then you have... Oh, Colton, Colton and Piraku. Uh, I want to see more. No, I mean, I, he's playing well. It's not that he isn't, but I want more. Like, I'm just so hungry for more. And when it comes to this defense, especially, I'm a little greedy. While individually they could be playing better, I want more. Is that so bad of me? So that is something that I think that we can all agree on is that the St. Louis Blues defense Needs to just do more. They need to work on the penalty kill more. They need to just do more in every way possible. If you're watching right now, let me know your thoughts. Give a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you're thinking. What is it with this Blues defense that drives you the most crazy? Mine is the lack of speed and not doing more. That's all. I mean, and more It goes for everything. It means for spatial awareness. It means for being more aggressive. It means literally just defending (laughs) like they need to do more. So let me know your thoughts and I would love to hear it. I always love hearing your thoughts. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Robert Thomas could score 50 goals and the St. Louis blues. They could hoist the the Stanley cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the lockdown NHL network sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And this is where players like Jordan Vingenton, Robert Thomas, Tory Krug, since I'm being positive about him, they could win you some money because of what they do on the ice. And exactly how can they win me money with what they do on the ice? Well, with Sleeper, you can win things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and so much more in a given game. Now, if you want to go crazy to win a $100 time bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Blues fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's term of use for details and locational availability. All right. This is my favorite Monday segment because this is where I look ahead and I talk to you about the Central Division, and we talk. You and I talk. We talk about what is going on in the Central how are our friends in the West looking? Because sometimes I do this too. I'm so focused on the blues and I'm like, okay, wait, what else is going on in hockey land? So this is a little fun segment that I like to call looking ahead in the central. Okay, here we go. (laughs) With 28 points, the Colorado Avalanche, they still lead the central. Trailing the Avalanche with 26 points is the Dallas Stars. And tied with the Stars is the Winnipeg Jets. The St. Louis Blues are in fourth place with 23 points. In fifth place, it is the Nashville Predators with 20. Also tied with Nashville is the Coyotes with 20 points. In seventh, you have the Minnesota Wild with 14 points. And then finally, in last place, you have the Chicago Blackhawks. The Colorado Avalanche right now are on a three-game win streak. But don't let that fool you because the Nashville Predators are on a five-game win streak. Now, the Minnesota Wild, on the other hand, are a little in the struggle bus with being on a seven-game losing streak as they prepare to take on the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. The St. Louis Blues, right now, they are right in the middle, okay? Um... They definitely have some opportunity to move up, but I like where they're at right now. I'm a little bit surprised that they're where they're at, um, considering all things. But the Blues, they have a really good chance of excelling. Now, you thought 28 points was a lot for the Colorado Avalanche. Wait until you hear about the Pacific Division. And again, I like to talk about our friends in the West, since there is a good chance that we might have to play some of these teams come playoff time. If we make it the Vegas Golden Knights have 30 points trailing the Golden Knights in second place is the Los Angeles Kings with 29 points. The Vancouver Canucks also have 29 points. The Seattle Kraken on the other hand in fourth place in the Pacific significantly lower with 21 points following the crack and the Calgary Flames have 19 points. The Anaheim Duck with 18 points. The Edmonton Oilers with 15 and look at that—the San Jose Sharks with ten points. <laughs> oh, the San Jose Sharks—they actually just won the other night, defeating the Canucks four-three. So, uh, you know, Blues fans, let's not feel so bad about our loss. To them, it happens. It happens. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, just to let you know what's going on in the NHL world, the Boston Bruins—they um, have thirty-one points and have only lost three games. The Florida Panthers, and this is in the Atlantic, the, F- the Florida Panthers have 25 points. Detroit has 25 points. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, they also have, guess what, 25 points. The Toronto Maple Leafs with 23 points, and they're in fourth, nope, they're in fifth place. The Buffalo Sabres with 20, the Montreal Canadiens with 20, and the Ottawa Senators with 16, last place in the Atlantic. In the Metropolitan, the New York Rangers have 31 points. The Carolina Hurricanes trailing significantly with 24 points to New York's 31. The Philadelphia Flyers have 23 points. The Washington Capitals have 22. The New York Islanders also have 22. The Pittsburgh Penguins have 20, and we beat them. (laughs) The New Jersey Devils have 19, and the Columbus Blue Jackets only have 16 points. So, Looking at the entire NHL, what is my thoughts? Because the St. Louis Blues have 23 points. I, you know, I'm not upset about it. I'm not. When you compare the NHL, they're actually in a fine position. So I'm not too worried. I think that they're right in the middle, just kind of how I predicted. And especially with them playing um, the wild tomorrow night, that's another opportunity for two points. And if the Blues get to, um, I'm doing math here. If they get to 25 points, while they still won't move up at all due to the fact that the Winnipeg Jets have 26, they will be at least closer, and every point counts in this league. All right, today's episode was fun. I love going live. I hope to do this more often, but like always, I will talk to you tomorrow, and again, here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, it is your team every day, and like always, let's go Blues.